Welcome to another episode of Men's Bible Study. As some of you know, a lot of our men are out this week enjoying their men's retreat in Breckenridge, in which case our amazing teaching pastor, Graham Golding, stepped in and delivered a great message. Now, if you like the message and would like to hear more from Graham, he is here teaching every Saturday night. Now, let's hear from Graham. Hey, it's great to see you guys. For those that haven't met me, my name is Graham. And uh, uh, I'm the teaching pastor here, uh, Saturday nights at 5 o'clock. If you uh, want to uh, come join us, we'd love to have you. Um, uh, God's at work. And not only on uh, Saturday night, but on Sunday and on Wednesday nights. And uh, I'm blessed to be here. When I was about five years of age, I decided it was time for me to take uh, my driving experience in my dad's car to the next level. Uh, I got in my dad's car and I wasn't going to drive anywhere. Uh, I was a lot smarter than uh, thinking at five years of age I could drive. All I wanted to do was to start the car. I mean, what could go wrong? I'd seen my dad start the car hundreds of times. It didn't look complicated, right? My plan was to get in my dad's car, get his keys without him knowing, and start the car in the driveway. I was confident that I could do it without affecting me or anyone else. I was ready for this moment, so I thought. Now, my dad's car was a 1966 Holden station wagon. It was a manual column shift. And you guys know what happens when you start a manual car that's in gear. Exactly. It jumps forward. And, and remember, I'm five years of age. My feet don't reach the floor. I don't have my foot on the clutch. I turn the key and the car violently jumps forward. Now, here's where the challenges begin for me on that day. You see, my dad was a pastor and we live next door to the church. And a young man had come on this particular day to visit my dad and he'd placed his brand new bicycle in front of my dad's car leading up against the fence. And gentlemen, you guess what happened? When I started the car, the car jumped forward, not only smashed the fence, but destroyed the gentleman's brand new bicycle. In that moment, there was a huge gap between what I hoped and what I was actually experiencing. There was a huge gap. I can assure you I wanted to hide right? I wanted to pretend like it had never happened. Maybe if I didn't say anything, maybe if I didn't say anything, I, 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 the whole thing would just go away. I, I've often thought, what stopped me from going to my dad and saying, dad, you know, we need to talk. I, I've made some bad choices here this morning. I clearly was not ready for that next step in your car. I should never have thought I could have gotten away with it. Dad, my choices today I know have caused you great embarrassment. Will you forgive me? Unfortunately, I didn't say that. Uh, I think many of us, including myself, we put on a mask and we pretend like everything is okay, hoping that the situation will just disappear. Here's what I want to suggest to us this morning, those guys watching online and everyone here. What if we took off our mask and dared to be real? 
I know the idea of removing our mask uh, and daring to be real can be terrifying. Let me assure you, I'm well aware that. You may have been wearing a mask for years. Some of you may have had your mask ripped off and experienced shame and rejection. I would like to say that after my experience as a five-year-old, I never again tried to hide anything. However, at the age of 32, I found myself sitting in a counselor's office trying to figure out how I ended up here. You see, there were things as an adult that I kept hidden. As a teenager, there was challenges that were overwhelming that I did not feel safe enough to share with anyone. I didn't think I could talk about those things with my dad, even though my dad was one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And even though I went to church every single week, there wasn't a safe place for me to be honest. The truth was, I felt alone. Desperate to share my story with someone, but I didn't know how to go about it. You see, I know what it means to wear a mask. And it's hard work. It's like trying to keep an inner tube under the water, right? You, you keep pushing it down. You keep pushing it down and you're hoping that it's going to go away, but it keeps forcing its way up to the surface. Most of us, and I include myself, we've done things that we wish we'd never done, right? And, and, and some of us carry the shame of those choices. And there are also things that we wish that we could break free from. What would it look like if we were a part of a community where we were safe enough to remove our mask and still be loved? What do you think that would, uh, uh, what would, that, what would that look like? Here's a question. Why do you think people wear masks? Why do you think people wear masks? I'm going to give you about two minutes in your group, just come up with one word, couple of words. Why do you think we as men, why do we wear masks? Okay, I'll give you two minutes to share a couple of ideas in your group and then I'll come back to you. I know we could spend the next 20 minutes talking about that. If we're going to get out by 8.30, we're going to keep going. So just a couple of guys, give me uh, just a couple of words. Why do we wear masks? Excuse me? Pride, yep. Shame, yep. Exactly. You don't want to get a whooping. I love it. Let me suggest three things why we wear masks. The first one is we wear a mask to hide our failures. Genesis chapter 3 verse 7 says this, At the moment their eyes were opened, they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, so they hid. They sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. You see, Adam and Eve chose to do their own thing. They put their own interests first, and now they have the ability to be selfish and to put each other down. So what do they do? They hide. 
Not because Eva suddenly put on a few extra pounds or Adam's, you know, started hair falling out. They hide because now they have the ability to judge each other. And if it makes them feel better about themselves, they can make accusations against each other. Eve doesn't trust trust Adam. She is now afraid because now she can be shamed. And Adam is no longer at peace with God because he hasn't done what God wanted him to do. There is a gap. There is a gap. The next slide says there is a gap between what we choose. Maybe there isn't. There's a gap between what we choose to do and God's best for us. And that gap, that inconsistency will lead to guilt and shame. Next, why do we conceal our, uh, why do we wear a mask to conceal our shame and pain? We not only try to hide our shame, but often we do the same with our pain. Sometimes when life is so painful, we hide. We hide from each other and we hide from God. Genesis 3 verse 8 says they went on and tried to hide from God. And we do the same. We, have the, we, we turn our back on God and we think that God doesn't want to have anything to do with us. But listen, gentlemen, nothing could be further from the truth. What did God ask Adam and Eve after they hid? He asked them this question, where are you? He knows where they are. Why is he asking the question, where are you? This is, he, can I suggest this? He's inviting them to remove their mask and be honest with him. Why do we wear, why do we wear a mask next? To avoid rejection. I think our fear, our fear, my fear is if I'm really known, if I remove my mask in an office, will you still love me? Will you still accept me? Will you still be for me? Would you still be there for me or would you choose to have nothing to do with me? Um, Hiding our failures, concealing our shame and pain and avoiding rejection. I want to give you two minutes a couple of minutes now just to discuss of those three which one would you say is the hardest for you which one do you do you is is which one do you lean towards is is hiding concealing or avoiding rejection if you had to pick one which one would you pick i'll give you a couple of minutes just to share that uh, before we come back I appreciate you guys sharing and uh, can hear some good conversation. Here's the next question I want to ask. And I'll just, we won't discuss it. I'll give you an opportunity to shout out an answer. The next question I want to ask is, what is the result of us wearing a mask? If you had to think of one thing, what would you say? Just shout it out from where you are. What's the result of us wearing a mask and hiding? Depression. What else? Dysfunctional relationships. Dysfunctional relationships. Excellent. Isolation. Excellent. 
You just hit my point, so I'm going to go on. So the result of wearing a mask, one thing I'll suggest this morning is isolation. I think many of us who have worn a mask, and I'm telling you, I've worn a mask. I know what it is to wear a mask. Can testify that it can be an extremely lonely place. Now, in John chapter 4, Jesus leaves Judea and is headed to Galilee and encounters a woman at the well. Many of you are familiar with that story. And the Bible says it's about noon, it's a six hour, it's the hottest part of the day. You've got to ask yourself, what is this woman doing at the well in the middle of the day? Most women would have come in the cool of the morning or later in the evening. This woman comes alone. Now, we get a clue in verse 18 of why she's coming alone. Because we read that she's had five husbands and the man that she's living with is not her husband. Now, I don't know about you, but I can only imagine the shame. The shame that this woman must have felt that she does not want to be seen by anyone else. Wearing a mask and hiding can be an extremely lonely, isolating place. Next question, what are some of the things we can do to remove our mask? So right where you are, if you had to answer that question, what would you say? What are some steps that you and I can do to remove our mask? Excuse me? Yeah. Name it. Love it. Steps to remove our masks. Got any others? Let me give you three. The first thing we need to do to remove our mask is we need to be honest with ourselves. Romans chapter 7 verse 14. Now what Paul is about to say, right... This is Paul at the end of his life. This is not teenage Paul. This is not just committed to Jesus, Paul. This is Paul at the end of his ministry life, okay? And listen to what he says. This is the Apostle Paul. The trouble with me, for I am, too, I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Verse 18, and I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. And I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Now, is there anyone, is there anyone here that can relate to what Paul's saying? I know that, that I could have written that myself. Talk about removing the mask. If we are going to remove the mask, just like the Apostle Paul, we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. Next, if we're going to remove the mask, it means we've got to be honest with God, right? The Bible talks about David as being a man after God's own heart, not once, but twice. But listen to how David responds to God after he's courageous enough to remove his mask. Psalm 51, he says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. 
For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me against you. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. David was willing to remove his mask and be honest before God. You guys know this verse. It was one of the first verses I memorized. It was 1 John 1, 9. And it says, but if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from some of our unrighteousness. A little bit. No, it says all of our unrighteousness. When we come before God and say, God, I, 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 I've sinned. When we do that, God's word promises that he will forgive us from all unrighteousness. Next, being vulnerable with safe people. Listen, we are not obligated to share all of our story with every person we meet. I would suggest that that is in actual fact unhealthy. But listen, guys, there has got to be, there has got to be some people in our life it might be one, it might be two. If you can get one person in your life that you feel safe enough to be completely honest, let me assure you that's an incredible gift and a blessing. And my experience in life is that we as men have to seek them out, right? We have to be proactive in seeking them out and they're a gift. Sometimes we've acknowledged to ourselves We've acknowledged to God that we're stuck, but we're still, we still haven't experienced freedom. We still haven't experienced healing. And that's when we need to go and share our story with someone safe. James 5.16 says this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Many of us, we go to God and we confess our sin to God, we remove our mask, and God forgives us, but we don't have healing because we don't live out this verse. And some of us, we need to be courageous enough to remove our mask and, and call a brother and say, hey, there's some things we need to talk about. Would you be prepared to listen to me this morning? Which of these three... Which of these three, if you were to be honest, is the hardest for you? Being honest with God, with yourself, or with others? I'm really committed to finishing before seven, so I'm going to keep moving. So what if, what, what if uh, we removed our mask? What's the next question? What's the result of removing our mask? Let me ask you this, and we'll have some, uh, uh, an open discussion here. What do you think is going to be the result of us being willing to be transparent with others? What do you think the result of that would be? Freedom. Freedom. I love that. Peace. Man, that is a great answer. Thank you for sharing that. Acceptance. Acceptance. Great answer. What's the result of us removing our masks? Authenticity, great answer. Three things I want to suggest is the result when we are courageous enough as men to remove the mask. First, freedom. John 8, 32 says this, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When we're courageous enough to be honest, God's word reminds us that we will be set free. 
When we keep our mask on, listen, we will remain in bondage. But when we're courageous enough to take on the mask, the Bible says we're free. What's the result of removing our mask next? I want to suggest is wholeness. Remember the isolated woman in, in uh, John chapter 4? The woman came to draw water. But Jesus offers her something greater. See, the water, she was coming to get water, but the water that Jesus was going to offer her was living water. Something that would satisfy, are you ready, the deepest longing of her heart. You see, Jesus wanted to make her whole. And before she could be made whole, Jesus gave her the invitation to remove her mask. What is the result of removing a mask? Last one that I want to suggest is influence. What's incredible about the Samaritan woman is that she goes from hiding. She goes from not wanting to be seen by anyone to town evangelist. She has incredible influence. Verse 39, and it says this, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him. They believed that Jesus was the Messiah because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. This woman goes from hiding, from not wanting to be seen by anyone, to courageously courageously going back into the town, removing her mask and being honest with everyone in her community about the truth of who she was. And just like the Apostle Paul, God used her courage and it had tremendous influence in that community. You know, we think it's going to be all about, you know, how good we are or how successful we are. I want to suggest to you, that Jesus Christ wants us to be courageous enough and it's through our weakness, I think, that's going to be one of the most powerful testimonies. She goes from not wanting to be seen to sharing her story in the community. Okay, so the last slide I've got here, gentlemen, and I was told that a good uh, men's Bible study will actually finish before 7 a.m. And guess what? I think we're going to do it. Here's, a, here's a, uh, an overview of what we, we looked at this morning. Why do we wear masks? Well, to hide our failures, to conceal our shame and pain and avoid rejection. What's the result of wearing our masks? Isolation. Isolation. How do we remove our masks? By being honest with ourselves, by being honest with God and being courageous enough to be vulnerable with safe people. And what's the result of removing our mask? Freedom, wholeness, and influence. Gentlemen, I want to encourage you uh, to find some men. It might be in this table. It might be the guy you're sitting next to, to be courageous enough to remove your mask and see and watch what God will do with that. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you First of all, for your incredible love for us. And we thank you, Father, that you're a God that accepts us just the way we are. But you don't want to leave us there. Lord, you want to bring about healing in our lives. I pray, Father, that you would give every man here in this room, every man watching online, every man that will listen to this message, 
Father, you would give us the courage to be honest before you. Father, to be honest before our brothers. And uh, we would take that courageous step. Father, we know that when we do that, we'll experience your peace. We'll experience healing. We'll experience hope. And Lord, we know we can have tremendous influence. Father, we thank you for this time to just remember you and think about you. I pray that as we go from here, uh, whether we're online, whether we're here in this room, Father, we'll know that you go with us, that we don't go alone, that you are with us. Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name. All God's men said, amen. Hey, you guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. You can uh, spend a few minutes and chat and uh, we'll see you guys on the weekend. Thanks for tuning in to today's Bible study. For more information regarding Cottonwood Creek, go to cottonwoodcreek.org and we hope you tune in next time for more episodes of Men's Bible Study.